Welcome to the Vine Life Podcast. We're a church in Manchester who love Jesus, each other and our city. Catch up on this week's message and more. Today, something that has just been a bit of a journey of mine, which is this thing of discipleship. Because at the heart of what it means to become like Jesus is discipleship. In fact, at the heart of what it means to become church is discipleship. Because discipleship is defined in these three ways. It is one, being with Jesus. Two, it's becoming like Jesus. And it's three, doing the things that he did. So what was number one? Being with Jesus. What was number two? Becoming like Jesus. What was number three? You guys are awesome. That's fantastic. Okay. Now, I, um, I really believe this is, this is radically important for us because it is about who we are. And that that is the thing that makes the difference. As we've been talking about this morning already, it's about who we are. And so what I, would, what I feel like I want to call us to is this kind of deeper place of experience of who he is. And what I, can you imagine being called by him? Come and follow me. Come and be my disciple. Can you imagine someone like Peter, this young fisherman? Because like in, 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 in first century Palestine, there were three levels of education. You had basically your game changers, your early youth, and then and then the stuff that came above that. So you, literally, you guess your game changers was like up until twelve, you would learn all of the Torah off by heart, the first five books of the Bible. You'd learn the whole thing, yeah. And it was guys and girls, and then girls would go off and get married. I don't know what it is. Um, and then guys, if they were good enough, would go on to do the younger youth thing, which is the kind of the twelve on all of their knowledge of the of the Old Testament. And then if they felt they were good enough, they would have said, yeah, you can be my disciple. You can follow me. And it wasn't like a, a, like a, a midweek group. It would spend your time with them. So imagine enough even to make it to younger youth. Yeah, because he's already in that place of learning his father's, his father's um, fishing business, right? Come on, follow me. It was the kind of the... the he's saying, like, follow me and I will make you like me. Now just picture his journey of that. Sensation in his arms is just trying to haul the fish back up into the boat. Imagine the moment when Jesus comes to the, his home. But um, I'm sure it was a good thing. It would be for me if my mother-in-law was poorly and needed healing. Um, but imagine um, like seeing food multiply in your hands as you, as you give it out to people, multitudes of people. Imagine what it was like to be stepping out onto the water because Jesus says, come out to me. And you're like, holy pants, I'm on the water. And then as you start to sink, the strength of his hand as he catches you and pulls you up. Imagine. Imagine when he sides up to you and says, you know, I, on you, I'm going to build my church. On this rock, I'm going to build my church and speak in life and hope and purpose into him. Imagine the moment when he betrays him. Imagine how that felt. When he saw him beaten and whipped and teared to shreds and nailed to a cross. And imagine the moment when Jesus makes breakfast for him. He says, come, let's have a chat, mate. And restores him and calls him back into that relationship of love. That's discipleship. That's discipleship. It's the life that we live with him through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because he's not, we're not budging around in first century Palestine, are we? We're not. We're here now. And 
the brilliant thing about Jesus is that he had a plan. You know, he shows up very ENFP, doesn't he? Hey, guy, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But actually, he's very INTJ because, like, I've got a plan. And I'm going to send you my spirit. I'm going to send you the, the enabler, the one who is the paracletos, the empowerer, the counselor, I'm an advocate for you to be with every day. And, and the, the spirit will be in you and you will be in him. And so from that place of encounter, of being with him, we become like him, and we become sent by him. We become disciples that make disciples. Isn't that cool to make sense of the Great Commission? That he, he called the disciples to follow him, and then the last thing he sent them out was like, great, you follow me, now you make others that will follow you. And he's... Jesus fundamentally, he's the author and the perfecter, he's the complete finisher of our faith. He's the disciple maker. He's the disciple maker. And that's what he calls us to be. So I just wanted to, to um, that was really, I'm, what I'm hoping is that we get to unpack this as a church because there's so much in all of those things about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Um, but what, I, what I've found in recent months is this. I've been pursuing... Um, what that might look like in terms of spiritual practices. Because it's, um, have you noticed this week, as maybe you've spent more time praying, maybe you've spent more time in the Word, what has that done to your heart? Has anyone felt a difference this week? Yeah? Has anyone felt a change? Because he's doing something in us. I don't know whether it was like for, for generally everybody, but I know for me and for the people that I've been tracking with this last 10 days, I felt like about Wednesday, I thought my life was going to end. <laughs> Everything was falling apart, was falling out with people. It's just like, what the chuff's going on? Everything, like all this stuff. And then Jesus has taken us, being just really candid with you, Jesus has taken us on a journey to literally deep dive into the crap stuff. Because his intention for us is not just that we would do good things, but his intention is about who we're becoming. And he's joining our hearts together. He's joining our hearts together and he's leading us into a new place, a new culture, a new expression of what it means to be family because it's the idea that nothing else really matters in regards to what the world sees of us, our reputation. I couldn't give a monkeys. What I want the world to see of us will look at us and go, ah, they must follow Jesus because they love one another. And that's what he's achieving in us. It's nice, isn't it? I know, I know, I know. I want to set, just maybe close your eyes. Think about your day. Think about the pattern of your day. Think about um, particularly how you begin and how you end. Maybe recognize often how you end the day is kind of how you begin the day. I know that what I've, you know, if I've, if I've fallen asleep watching a, a, a film or a flick, you know, infinite scroll on Instagram, I wake up and I'm like, meh, bit meh about life. Think about your day. Think about your rhythm. Think about what it looks like for you to be in step with the Spirit. When do those things happen? How do they happen? And I believe God's calling us to a beautiful exchange. Because did you know that 45% of your waking life is habitual? 45% of your waking life and behaviors and habits are habitual. It just happens automatically, subconsciously. 
And we have the opportunity, can you imagine this, to intentionally exchange whole chunks of our habit for the kind of things that provide spiritual formation that put us face to face with Jesus every single day and the transformation in us that that achieves. And so I was, I've been doing this and like I've been part of a little cohort of men, been manly. Um, and the thing, we've known each other for like one of the guys I've known for 28 years. And he knows everything that I've done that's really bad. And it's good to have someone in your life that knows everything you've done that's really, really bad. Um, and we've been meeting together because we know that nobody's exempt from being an idiot. Nobody's exempt from being an idiot. And we want to be accountable to one another. And we're beginning to open up these spiritual practices and what it looks like. Acknowledging what's already there, but then thinking about, okay, what does Sabbath living look like? What does silence and solitude look like? What does deep diving into the Word of God look like? What does Lectio Divina, um, what does hospitality look like? Thing, I'd have got a big list for you to look at. Um, but one of the things I decided to do was to end my day, not with, it's a little thing, just end my day, not with Instagram, but with Lectio 365 and the dulcet tones of Pete Gregg. The day is done. <laughs> the night has come. And he's like, very, very velvety. But um, I have noticed, because the key thing is, is noticing what, when you have recognized the patterns in your life, you exchange that, that pattern for this new habit, heart feels alive. And I've left these 10 days wanting more. I want more of him. I want him to shape me up more. I want him to rend my heart more because I know that the more I get face, the more chance I've got of becoming like him. So I want you to chat now for the last couple of minutes in just in, 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 in twos or threes, and I want you to just reflect back to one another. Okay, what, what are the kind of patterns? What are the things that stick out to me about the rhythms of my life? And what are the kind of things that I could create that divine exchange so that I ship rhythm in modern day life is the Jedi Master and the Padawan. <laughs> it really is. Because it's just, it's, it's not, discipleship is not something that we attend or kind of work out, or, or, or anything like that, and then I do it. It's the it's a person that we spend time with. And so, just turning to turning to uh, twos and threes, and we're just going to finish today. Um, and in your heart, what I what I want us to kind of gather around is this: is just this idea um, that we are a people who have been called to follow Jesus, to become His apprentices. That's probably the most effective um, um, British word, yeah. The whole point of this is that we've got to walk in a different way to see a different destination, a different result. And if we walk in fear, we will reap a harvest of fear. But God has called us into freedom. He's called us into joy. He's called us into a fullness of heart, a fullness of life. Um, so why don't we just stand and, and declare that over one another? Um, your voices are flipping beautiful and powerful and so let's be church let's be family and turn into twos and threes and let's do that let's just declare that that over one another the where the where the pain and where the grief and produce fear in us his perfect love
is casting out fear. Hope you enjoyed today's message. If you want to find out more, head to our website, findlife.co.uk or follow us on Instagram. God bless and see you soon.